The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Welcome to the Big Six Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Thursday, March 17th, and boy, oh boy, do we have an emergency podcast to get to. A massive league-altering trade went down on Thursday night, but it wasn't the one you thought it would be. We're still waiting on Deshaun Watson, but might happen during this podcast for all we know. Devontae Adams. Packers star wide receiver, disgruntled superstar wide receiver, franchise tagged, traded to the Las Vegas. That's right. The Las Vegas Raiders reunited with his college quarterback, Derek Carr, who is probably going to throw some stats in my face this season. Joining me to break it down, Ryan Wilson and John Breach. What's up, boys? A uh, long time no talk. We just talked about our winners and losers of free agency. None of you dummies mentioned the Raiders, who I tried to predict, but you wouldn't let me say it. So I'm going to say it now. The Raiders are huge winners. Uh, <laughs> I, I think the biggest takeaway for me, Breach, is that it feels like Josh McDaniel learned a lesson from his first go-round as the Broncos head coach. Uh, yeah, and that lesson is get as many awesome players as you can. This is literally the last thing I expected to be emergency podcasting uh, this evening. This is an absolute shocker. We always say... Brenton, usually about 80% of the time if something like this happens, you say on a scale of 1 to 10, how shocked were you? My number here is off the charts. I mean, we're talking a billion. This is uh, this is one – this is up there with the rush trade in terms of – in fact, this may, is maybe even bigger than the rush trade, not not from a um, – like we, we decided the rush trade is the biggest trade in, in, in NFL history, right? This is not a bigger trade than that, but like I yelled holy bleep in my kitchen right next to my son. He goes, oh! I was like, yeah, bro, but like, you know, Devontae Adams just got traded. So uh, I feel justified in saying so. Uh, Wilson, your scale, one to 10, how high? Uh, it's unfair to ask me that because at this point, everything's just numb. And I, I was sort of bracing for Deshaun Watson, and this came along. It's it's probably hasn't registered yet. I would imagine Packers fans are apoplectic. And, for instance, you and I were talking about this before Breach showed up late because he's been late every day, every podcast this week for some reason. I don't know. He thinks he's Will Brinson or something. But we were talking about this. Aaron Rodgers actually asked. knew about it. Breach, you probably didn't know about that because you were uh, putting on your putting on your clothes because I know you sit around your house naked when you're when you're not podcasting. But Aaron Rodgers apparently knew about this, so he knew this was coming. And Prince has been tweeting like crazy over the last week or so about James Jones going on NFL Network and saying that Devontae Adams wasn't going to play the franchise tag. Well, that clearly is true now because he has a new deal and he's not in Green Bay and the Packers don't have a wide receiver. So, Breach, if you're a Packers fan, is any part of you – I don't know if you're angry. I don't know if that's too strong a word, but not happy with Aaron Rodgers' new deal because it means that you can't keep Devontae Adams? Uh, if I'm a Packers fan, I am confused. I am perplexed. <laughs> I am baffled that we went through all this Aaron Rodgers drama. He signs his contract. You think you're in the clear. You got a free ride to another NFC title game. And now you have the rug pulled out from under you with Devontae Adams getting traded. Because you're a Packers fan, you're thinking, hey, 
wasn't weren't we supposed to pick up a ton of cap space with the new Aaron Rodgers deal? And they did. I think they picked up like 18 million. And weren't we supposed to use that cap space to make sure Devontae Adams doesn't leave? And now Devontae Adams is leaving. And even if Rodgers did know about it, the timing of these tweets is very vague. Uh, you know, Ian Rappaport, one of them says, while Aaron Rodgers was negotiating his contract, he knew Devontae Adams would never play for the Packers again. Now, Aaron Rodgers told the Packers he was returning uh, on March 8th. And so then we had nine days of negotiation before he actually signed his contract. So at what point did he know? Uh, I, I can actually answer that. And yes, I can't. Uh, by the way, first of all, shout out to uh, my boy, Dave Klug, um, who told me that he, he suggested that Devontae Adams would get traded. I said, hell no, no chance he was going to get traded. Um, but I have it on and I can't tell I mean, it's, it's, I can't tell you how I know this. But I have it on good authority that Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers were aware of this in late February. Uh, well, and, and to add on to that, I will say it was that Devontae Adams bought a house in Vegas yes. uh, a couple weeks ago or a few weeks ago. And a lot of people uh, said he wants to play for the Raiders, which, yes, because he went to college with Derek Hart, Fresno State. But it didn't seem like that was within the realm of possibility. But also, and, and Vegas is one of those cities where, hey, people buy houses there and you're not necessarily going to be playing for the Raiders. And so now uh, it looks like he's going to be the new John Gruden. He gets to live next door to Derek Carr. But yes. Probably bought John Gruden's house. So basically the way this unfolded, and Rob Domoski reported of, of ESPN reported a few minutes ago that the Packers were willing to pay Devonte Adams exactly what the Raiders paid him, but Devonte Adams it had gotten too far down the road. And remember, James Jones had kept reporting like he's not going to play on the tag. He's not going to play on the tag. I trust me, I know him. He he's going to be really mad about this. So I, I guess the the only question I would wonder is like, did when was the la like when was the last time the Packers gave him like and like at what point did the ship completely sail? You know, because because I mean I, I mean I'm telling you like I I can confidently say that Devontae Adams was and Aaron Rodgers were both aware of this possibility. And obviously I didn't know this until like a few minutes ago, but we're aware this was a possibility as, as, as early as late February. And then the deal apparently like started to fall apart, but then it came back together when I think, I guess the Packers realized this guy's not going to play for us on the tag. We have to get some assets for him. Uh, the, the trade involves, I believe it was originally described as Devontae Adams for Two premium 2022 picks, which is also vague. Well, one's one first of them rounder. Is, yeah, one of them. Yeah, well, first I mean, rounder. like, I mean, in the, in the other one, the second rounder. Like, like what's we'll the, see. I mean, what's the? You know, you know what I mean? Like, it's like if you're if you're gonna be like, if you're gonna be that vague, like you can't call them premium. If it, I mean, I don't consider I I don't I wouldn't consider a second rounder a, a premium pick in the context yeah. of a Devonte Adams trade. Twenty two and fifty three. That that that's a that's a lot. For, you, give two first round, you give two first round picks for Russ Wilson. You don't give two first round picks for Devontae Adams. I feel like 22 and 53 is not what I would expect in return for Devontae Adams. And then he makes $28 million a year. I mean, you get the salary cap. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure how much you're willing to give up for Devontae Adams. All right. Like in the chat, let us know. If you're watching on YouTube, live on YouTube, youtube.com slash pick six, let us know. Smash the like button, by the way, and let us know if you think if it is 22 and 53. Going back to the Packers, is that enough? Yes or no? See how, see what, um, oh, yep. Uh, Ian Rappaport just now, Packers are receiving a first round pick and a second round pick. So 22 and 53 then. There you go. That, I mean, you can, 
argue all you want, Wilson, about the cost. Uh, I think very clearly that is a short return for Devontae Adams, especially when you just signed Aaron Rodgers to a contract that theoretically will keep him there for three more years. So are you giving up two first-round picks for Devontae Adams? I would, yeah. Okay. Well, that's why you're hosting a podcast. <laughs> I'll take the dog, but I think you're just wrong. Literally every person in the comments. Right, well, let's ask, oh! ask the Gardner Minshew of the podcast. What would you do, Preach? Uh, for Devontae Adams, I, yeah. I have no issue with this compensation. If you're the Raiders, you see what every other team in your division is doing, and you realize, look, if we're going to compete this year, we've got to go all in. Uh, you sign Chandler Jones. And now offensively, you're adding Devontae Adams. That's going all in. And so if you want to go all in, you got to pay the price going all in. So I, I don't know if I'd give up two first round picks, but I would, uh, if if the Packers called me and said, hey, we need a first and second round, we'll give you Devontae Adams. I think I would do it. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Two first rounds feels maybe too steep, but whatever. Half a dozen to one. I mean, it, I mean, it's a steep price either way because you, 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 you have to pay him all this money. You're paying him over right. $28 million a year, plus you're losing the draft picks. And so it is absolutely a steep price. I mean, he he just turned 20. He's like, he'll turn 30 in December. Yeah, that's even more reason to give two first-round picks. Uh, 30 is fine. I mean, he's, you know. No, I mean, he's, when's the last time a wide receiver's gotten two first? What did Dre Hopkins get? I mean. I know it was Bill O'Brien, but you marked that up by 75%, and it's still not two first-round picks. Is my I mean, point. it was David Johnson was involved. So, I mean, and a second-round pick. I mean, think about that. So mark that up 75%. I don't think you still get the two first-round picks. I mean, that's that's fair. Um, I mean, I th- Amari Cooper got traded for a first-round pick, didn't he? When the, yes, uh, yeah, one first-round pick, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I uh, yeah. I mean, look, and, and it, that's fine. I don't feel like it's enough. Um, I do understand if, if Adams has decided he's not playing for you and he's principled enough to take that stand and sit out on the franchise tag, then you do need to get something in return for him because you've just gone all in on Aaron Rodgers. All right, let me ask this question, though. And I don't know the answer because I don't I don't know anyone in the Packers organization. Um, does it feel like this is a pattern with the Packers front office and coaching staff that they can't get along with their big name players, or is it a function of one big name play, player being a huge weirdo and the other one, Devontae Adams, just being like I've had enough? I, I I think that it's certainly a pattern, and I would suggest I suppose that because the Packers run more like a public corporation ver- instead of... Yeah, what we got there, Debo? Anything interesting close to what Brent's is looking for? Okay, so uh, we have... These are all the... Good job, Debo. That's fantastic. All wide receiver trades involving... But I, I don't think this is generated... Keyshawn Johnson was this the last receiver. This is, this, this is too old. No, this, I mean, it's got everything except for Amari Cooper. <laughs> Brent's in trouble. Yeah, it says generated... October 22nd, 2018. So missing okay. Cooper. Uh, I don't think anything else. Um, Antonio Odell, Brown. I don't think involved first. Antonio Brown's a third rounder. I don't know if he's on there or not. So you have, I mean, this is one of the biggest receiver trades then as far as compensation. And so you usually don't see teams give up this much. And like that Keyshawn trade was back in 2000. That was the last time a team gave up. Uh, more than a first and a second rounder. And then the Brandon Cooks trade between the Saints and the Patriots was a first and third rounder. But this is, it's a steep price. Thank you. Vindication on St. Patrick's Day. I mean, I mean, you can, I mean, I feel like it's short for Adams. 
That's that's my that's my take on there. Yeah, I, did Hopkins really not get a first round pick? No, I think it was just a second to David Johnson. I feel like is that what remember they're... everybody was grilling Bill O'Brien for giving him away. Yeah. Oh, was Alex uh, Alex Stockton mentions Stephon Diggs is not, not in there too. I think that was a first round pick, right? Oh yeah, good call. Oh yeah, that's this is a good point by Tom Pelissero. I completely forgot about that. All right, so maybe look, this is um, I'm gonna you know this helps your case, unfortunately, <laughs> but any team. Because of the franchise tag, any team could have signed Devontae Adams to an offer sheet and then given up two first-round picks to the Packers if the Packers didn't match that offer sheet. So, yeah, there's – I mean, you know, there's a case to be made that nobody – there wasn't a team out there that wanted to give up two first-round picks for him. Um, if you're the Raiders, this is a much smarter move than doing the offer sheet because you would have to give up a first-round pick instead of a second. But also, Pelissero added that Adams only wanted to go to Vegas, so if somebody had given him an offer sheet, he wouldn't have signed it anyway, so it's not like it would have mattered. Yeah. And the Raiders did the Packers good by offering almost what an offer sheet would have been. Yeah. Um, Single seasons in NFL history with 120 catches, 1,500 yards, and 10 touchdowns. It has been done... This, Seven De- times. Devontae Adams and Cooper Cup last year. Antonio Brown twice in 2015 and 2014. Marvin Harrison in 2002. And Jerry Rice and Herman Moore in 95. What are you talking you about, Breach? This trade, like, if Aaron Rodgers knew Devontae, just think the fact that Devontae Adams wanted to go to Vegas this bad. Can you imagine being Aaron Rodgers knowing your star receiver would rather play with Derek Carr than Aaron Rodgers? I mean, that's got to be a, a self-esteem blow, right? Why would he, 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 look, the word on the street is that Aaron Rodgers is very thin-skinned and takes things personally and holds grudges, and he's done that his entire career. Knowing all this, why did he come back? Exactly. Like, if you're going to come back, it, all the pressure's going to be on you. You don't have anybody to throw to right now. There's not a, a great amount of talent out there, and certainly no one near Devontae Adams' capabilities so Rogers is going to little, literally be carrying the team, and we're going to be back in 2016, 2017, where he's going to put up great numbers, but the Packers' offense isn't going to be scoring points. And so it's just an interesting trade all around that the, the Packers were going to let the star receiver go, but I guess it doesn't sound like they had much of a choice. Do you think that Aaron Rodgers is broke, like he has a gambling problem and needs $50 million? <laughs> How bad would that gambling problem have to be, by oh the way? Oh, my God. Uh, and not if he just bet $50 million that Devontae Adams will get traded. Oh, and also we should point out, I, I, we may have, you know what, I'll tell you what, we'll take a quick break and we come back. We'll point out the fact that Devontae Adams already got paid. Next. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. 
Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So you mentioned Rodgers and the $50 million. Uh, it, Devontae Adams, as part of the trade, got a five-year deal worth $141.25 million, $28.5 million per year. And I understand that, you know, Rodgers has to, you know, like you have to, you have to pay. You only have so much cap space. There's only so many people you can you can pay. But like your team is basically built around Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. So I mean, if it's me, I want to pay him. Um, now twenty eight point two five million, Brinson. Oh, there you go. He, the point was he wanted to be the highest paid wide receiver in football, and he got there with this contract surpassing DeAndre Hopkins. It looked good for him because, as we'd pointed out, sort of all week with the Hopkins deal, it felt like an anomaly. And, um, and so maybe we thought he, the Packers wanted to slide him in between Hopkins and Julio Jones, who just got cut and now will not be making $22 million a year, but clearly there's his services are valued at a, at a higher rate. I mean, my mind just still blown. I saw an alert pop up and it said blockbuster. And I was like, are they back in business? I was like, <laughs> I was like, finding videos. The Watson trade. We can do this. Go watch basketball. And then it was like, nip, nip. um. So now, I mean, do, do you have any issues? Do you guys have any issues with the contract itself? No, he's the best wide receiver in football. I don't have an issue with that. Okay. I do Why think is- it's interesting that you know you look at the Josh McDaniels offense they ran in New England, and granted, it's different, a, a little different. But there was never a stud receiver because that's not what they do. They they emphasize short throws and and high completion percentage, and so you know Devontae Adams is going to put up huge numbers wherever he goes. But it will be interesting to see how that translates into a Josh McDaniels offense. I think well, it will translate quite nicely, given that Josh McDaniels historically has not had a wide receiver on that roster. I don't even know if he was the OC. I don't think he was. I think it was Charlie Weiss back when Randy Moss and Wes Welker were there. So who's the last good wide receiver he's had in New England? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, by the way, Devontae Adams and Derek Carr played two years together at Fresno State, 2012 and 2000, or 2012 through, through 2013. Although I thought Derek Carr was drafted in 2012. No, he's drafted 2014. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. Um, I'm an idiot, obviously. Adams <laughs> led FBS in receptions, receiving yards, and receiving touchdowns in that span. This is via NFL research. Carr led FBS in passing yards and passing touchdowns. And the Bulldogs won the inaugural Mountain West Championship game. So I have the stats. I have Devontae Adams' stats from his final season, 2013. Mm-hmm. Um, he had 131 catches. I'll give you that. You tell me how many yards and how many touchdowns he had. 131 catches. He had an 11 or 12 game season, whatever it was. Something I'm, like I'm not. I'm, I'm doing the math on my computer because I don't want to do it. Use your phone. On your phone calculator right. that doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say he had... Uh, 1,560 yards. Okay. Breach, you want to guess yards? Uh, let's see. How many games they play? Like 12, yeah, I'll say, say 12. 1,700. Okay. Touchdowns? 18. 15. Breach? 
Breach, you won the yardage. It's 1719. Yes. Bananas. Wait, wait. 17-19 and 100. That's almost 150 yards a game. It gets That's worse. 13 yards per catch. It gets worse. He had 24 touchdowns. <laughs> My God. In 2013. So now, I mean, granted, Fresno State ran it up tempo, crazy offense, and they played the Mountain West where there is That's no defense. fine. In the nine seasons, 10 seasons since, no one, I don't think anyone's come close to that. I can't, off the top of my head, I can't think of a Division one wide receiver, wide open offense or not, Jerry Judy or not. Yeah. You know, hey, he fell to the second round somehow. Well, that's just a case of overthinking things. Exactly. I'll just note that Josh McDaniels was the OC in 07 when the Patriots wow. went undefeated with Randy Moss. Charlie Weiss was off dealing with Brady Quinn at the time. Oh, <laughs> tough break. Oh, 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 down hard. Love it, love Basically, Devo's jobs evolve into stat boy, where he just has to correct us every five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and he likes to, uh, and he gets to um, thrash Brady and, and Prisco. Just he's a, by Brady and Prisco. He's a handsomer Tony Reale. I'll give him that. Um, <laughs> he's like, man, I mean, Right, so Green Bay, weren't they ten to one earlier? Or am I crazy? To win the yeah, Super you tell everyone to bet everything on Green Bay. I think is what you said. <laughs> I said to bet Green Bay to win the division. I How said, do you feel about that I now? That. I mean, campus conference odds just keep getting shorter. Like they were five to one, and now they're plus three seventy five to win the NFC. Um. By the way, worth worth mentioning for yeah. to go on here about Green Bay. Uh, Randall Cobb took a pay cut the other day. Worth noting. <laughs> Yeah. So I don't know what the, the wide what, what if they is. told him that, like, hey, Randall, you take this pay cut, we'll get Devontae on our contract. <laughs> so Al Lazard, Randall Cobb, um, Amari Rogers, and if you can name one other <laughs> wide receiver on this team, I will Venmo you 69 cents right now. Um, Equinomia St. Brown? Nope. Is I'll he- even I'll give you a, I'll give you a hint. One's named Rico, first name. The other one named Jawan, first name. Is it Rico Gathers? No, nope. <laughs> he's, <like a> <laughs> he's a defensive end, I believe. Yeah, yes, yeah, I think so. I will say this: it's Rico, first letter, last name G, second letter A. You will not. And, I can, and you know what's funny about St. Brown, Brenton, is that he is set to be a free agent. I think a report came out today that he was going to sign with the Bears. Yeah, yeah, I think he actually signed with the Bears. So um, that's yeah. him or somebody else. But yeah, I mean, that's that's insane. Like so, Rico Gafford, Jawan Winfrey, Chris Blair, Malik Taylor. Those are the remaining wide receivers. Who are known only to their families and no one else. Sweet mercy alive. Is Rico so now, his last name? Gafford, G A F F O R. Oh, that okay. I was thinking of the right guy though, at least. Um like, I, mean, like I had that guy in my head. Okay. And then get back to odds. But Wilson, what you know, just if you want to jump into the draft, what can they yeah. do there? Well, they'll get the twenty second pick and they'll get the fifty third pick from the Raiders, and they currently have the twenty eighth pick. Like, I'm not even kidding. I, I might think about trading up to get someone like Garrett Wilson uh, or Drake London. Probably Garrett Wilson only because he plays in Ohio and he's probably maybe used to the weather more so than Drake London, who I think is a California kid. He obviously played at USC. But Garrett Wilson is, in my mind, the best wide receiver in this draft. He, I've said it before. He reminds me a little bit of Odell. And I would draft one then, and I would draft another one in the second or third round because they have no one. Now, I think JLC maybe reported it. If not, it was someone else, obviously, who, who said they're, they're still looking for wide receivers in, in the free agent market. I'm not sure what their salary cap situation is. But again, if Randall Cobb's taking pay cuts, uh, how much money do they have to work with? Where would they have to trade up to, to for you to feel comfortable for them to get Wilson or London? So <laughs> um, Washington's at 11, Minnesota's at 12. 
Both those teams could use wide receivers. The quarterback situation is going to be interesting in terms of, I think a lot of these quarterbacks can get pushed down because so much has happened in free agency. The Browns are 13. They need a wide receiver. They have Amari Rodgers, but they got rid of Jarvis Landry. They don't have a lot in, the, in terms of depth after that. Man, I, I mean, I, I suppose you could try to trade to 12 or 13. I think you're maybe Baltimore at 14 if they're willing to move down, but I think Baltimore is going to want an offensive lineman. So, like, the 12, 13, 14 range, I think, is where you're looking. I, I would, mean, you can't go into the season with just Alan Lazard and... <laughs> Breach, what's the salary cap situation? You got that on the tip of your tongue or not? Well, they're going to have... Are the Packers? Or they're going to have 22 million, 21-something. Um, right, because they, they're at oh. a million right now, and they'll pick up... Okay. So they're at $20 million by trading... And who are the top remaining um, free agent wide receivers? Well, you know, what's funny is that you mentioned one of the guys that you were talking about is similar to Odell Beckham, but then you have to wait. If you, if you go after an injured guy, he's not going to be able to learn your offense during training camp because he's going to be rehabbing and then might not be back in the field. Uh, you know who just got cut? Julio Jones. Matt LaFleur was on the Falcons coaching good staff. Point. Good call. 2015-2016. Wilson, your boy, Antonio Brown. That I'm might be crazy. Bring in a bunch of crazy people. You crazy? Bring in I, Julio Jones. I mean... Aaron Rodgers with Antonio Brown is a little interesting. I mean, it, I granted, mean, you are playing with fire. Out. You are asking for crazy if you do it, but it's not. And you know who else? Uh, another one of Wilson's boys, Juju Smith-Schuster. Oh, Juju's actually a great call. I saw somebody mention that like they could go after him. Um, yeah, I would, but he's, I mean, he's basically Amari Rogers. He's better than Amari Rogers, but he's a sort of a slot guy. He's basically Randall Cobb. So you're going to have 15 guys out there playing all in the slot. I get it. I, I understand. I mean, it's not a terrible selection. It'll probably be relatively cheap because he's still out there. How, what is Aaron Rodgers, just anecdotally, because obviously we don't know, what is his relationship with crazy teammates, though? Like Tom Brady could put up with AB for a while. Tom Brady loves AB in a weird way. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he, there's history of him getting guys run out of town. Usually, it's guys that he likes, like the Jake Kumaros and the um, um, and the who are the other players that he loved that he Trade wanted. Trade first for Jake Kumaro. Well, I mean, we've seen how Rogers plays with Devontae Adams in the sense that if he has a close on-field chemistry with you, you're going to get every pass. You know, he's targeting Devontae Adams way more than he targeted anyone else. And if Antonio Brown's the best receiver on his team, he's going to get a lot of passes. And that's how you keep Antonio Brown. I happy. bet you get Antonio Brown in the veteran minimum. You're not getting Julio or Odell for cheap. I imagine they're going to be pretty relatively expensive, probably like 10 million-ish, you think? Is that too much? That feels about right for those two. The um, I'll take that as a yeah, yes. Thank you. We had... Uh, Jordy Nelson on last during the COVID year when we were doing the fantasy football today, uh, you know, game watches in the, in the, in the afternoon window with me and Azer. And, you know, we were sort of, at, we were asking him about why they didn't draft a wide receiver in the first round and took love instead. And, and Jordy's answer was that it, that Rogers prefers to have guys that he's worked with for a long time as his receivers, because and I've told this on the podcast before, but when he does that, when he does, when he drops back and he, and he sees that, and he's looking for the field, he's trying to, and he's reading, he's reading the field. He's trying to find an open receiver. And if he doesn't have one open, he does that uh, spin, that little spin out where he roll, you know, he rolls out. Mm -hmm. And when he does that, he, he expects his teammates to have learned that at that point that he wants them to do a secondary break and to, um, and, and as a result to like, you know, get open again. And so it takes time working with him and playing with him to get used to that. And so now you're sort of on a short window. It's just, it's like, if you're going to do this trade, I mean, why not do it like, I don't know, like two or three weeks ago when you got, and then, you know, get some cap space and, uh, wise with this team, that's the problem and hit free agency running instead of doing it 48 hours into free agency. 
Hey, by the way, can I answer a quick question in the chat? Draft related. LTP Sports asks, who's a later round wide receiver the Packers could pick that might turn out to be the next Devontae? I don't know who that is uh, in terms of Devontae, but some guys to keep an eye on. Christian Watson out of North Dakota State. He played with Trey Lance a couple years ago. He's a big target. He's really good. He feels like a second or third round pick. Jalen Tolbert out of South Alabama is also a big guy. Um, he struggled with drops a little bit, but I, I think the teams I talk to don't seem to care. He's a really good football player. Those are two names who are big guys who can run, get up and down the field. Um, one plays in South Alabama, but um, Watson plays in cold weather, so maybe that'll be an easier transition for him, even though they play indoors in North Dakota. Right, uh, I saw another question there. Clarence E. asked, why didn't the Packers go give up a fifth round pick to get Amari Cooper from the Cowboys? I Reasonable question. It was... I don't think they could have done it because of salary cap issues. Like they, and that twenty million that we're in, that's the, all that money's gone. Yeah, because Cooper's costing twenty million. Yes, exactly. So, well, that's my question with Julio and AB and the other name Odell. Like they how, have twenty one million now. Yeah, but you, I guess you could get two of those guys, maybe. Yeah, you could get two of those guys if you wanted. But I mean, like, all right. Um, I mean, like the two guys that stood out to me as just sort of obvious guys to go grab were uh were Amari Cooper. And maybe they could have gotten him if he'd hit in free agency. I mean, you know, that's probably why I mean that's why the Browns were willing to give up were tr- willing to take on his contract, even if it what didn't cost much in draft trade, because they wanted to make sure they controlled him coming there. Um and then the you know Allen Robinson seemed like a a layup too where it's like but they didn't have any cap space because they hadn't pulled the trade off. And so what about this? And this is another sort of Amari Rogers Randall Cobb situation, but our buddy Dominic in the chat mentions, oh, Jarvis Landry's out there. Jarvis Landry would make a lot of sense. He could play outside. He's you're, not fast, but yeah. I mean, you're downgrading. I th- I think, yeah, I think they'll I think they'll probably try and I think Landry makes a lot of sense. Could resign Valdez Scantling. It's just not a very good <laughs> shout out to Victor Garcia. Will Garcia to justify Wilson and Breach's call two years ago. I forgot about that. Yeah, get Will <laughs> Garcia in there. Oh, he, got, he got suspended. You know who uh you know who He's actually back. makes some sense? Trade- uh yeah, Devontae Adams. <laughs> <laughs> you trade for Michael Thomas from the Saints. Yeah, that's a good call. But again, uh is he he has his new contract now or not? He has his new contract, I think. Yeah, he's got it's he's got a contract, but it's like it's not. I mean, it, they were. I mean, according to Domofsky, they were willing to pay Devonte Adams what it required to keep him around. He just didn't want to stay because he was just he's tired of that. The, and I was going to point out earlier, like the 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 shareholder thing. Like it's it's sort of you know, it's all dumb, right? Like the like the people who think they're Packers owners. No offense if any podcast listeners out there consider themselves, you know. An owner of the backers, but like that's not, yeah, you know, it's not how it works. You're not getting dividends. That's um, all you hear is breach selling his stock in Green Bay right now. <laughs> but I do think that this and the Rogers situation are like, like if those things are happening on the Patriots, Bob Kraft is stepping in and being like, look, we have to fix this situation. You know, like he did that with Belichick and, and Brady before. Whereas is Ted Thompson still running the show? Who's running the show? Ted Thompson's dead, dude. Um, rest in peace, Ted Thompson. Who's uh, who's at the top of the pyramid? Mark Murphy. Mark Murphy. Mark Murphy. Yeah, t- Mark Murphy. Ted Thompson worked for Mark Murphy before, but then uh, when after he after Ted Thompson resigned a few years ago, he was fired basically. R- you know, RIP and all. But um, Mark Murphy changed the way that the Packers work. He co- he created three silos, and so Matt Lafleur reports directly to Mark Murphy. Russ but isn't Paul, he considered pretty good at his job? Like, isn't he well respected, Mark I mean, Murphy? I mean, like I have no, I have no insight into how the the inner workings of the Packers front offices. 
Okay, so he's not considered a whoever the best GM in the world is. Caleb Campson asking the chat, I'm rude to owners. Am I jealous I don't own a team? Yes, I am, in fact, jealous that I don't own an NFL team. Because if I owned an NFL team, I'd be sitting by a They would be the Jaguars. With a, <laughs> Whatever, dude. If I'm a, I'd be a billionaire. I'd be sitting on my yachts, chiefing dank cigars, and laughing about this trade. I'd be trading for Devontae Adams. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, I don't... I think it's kind of hit or miss on, on opinions of Mark Murphy, but he, okay. I didn't have I, any, I think his beef was, I think Rogers beef was more with Mark Murphy hmm. than Gutekunst, honestly. And honestly. Murphy has been there since Rogers was the starters. Murphy's first year as president was 2008. Yeah. Okay. So maybe they worn out their marriage, so to speak. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, All right. Fair enough. We got to get on the Raiders too, but I do want to ask like, so Rogers knew this was coming when he signed his contract. Uh, quickly, I mean, was, by the way, was never retiring. Like, what you, was the when you own a team? Someone points out in the chat, you have to cut your hair like Mark Davis. So that's just the only stipulation. <laughs> that's that's true. I will, I'll cut my hair like Mark Davis if I own a team. All right, go ahead. Sorry. Um, what like was I mean was Rogers really ever gonna retire? I mean, he came back and signed a three year deal or a two slash three year deal, whatever you want to call it, and he came back and he signed that deal knowing Devontae Adams was going to be dealt by the Packers somewhere else and so I, like i don't i just don't i think well that's what i said at the top that's what i asked breach like did, why would you as aaron Rodgers, unretire when you were whinged about everything the last almost year now and then you knew it's like he took he got wind of adams leaving and thought oh well you guys are gonna have to give him 20 million a year on the tag why don't you just give that money to me and put it in my contract because aaron Rodgers definitely didn't take a discount uh when he signed his deal and we'll worry about everything later. Like, I'm on the team. That's all that matters. Vincent, who do you? Who are the two people you hate the most in media? Uh, <laughs> say it. You can say it. Whoever it is, just think about those two people, and then think okay. about. I know how this is going to end. By the way, Bruce, just think about this. Your bosses say, "Listen, you said you want to quit or whatever. You can come back, but when you come back, you have to work with the people you hate most." And Wilson and, and Breach are, are going somewhere else, and you'd be like, "Oh, okay, I'm coming back and taking the huge pay raise and work with two people I hate." But <laughs> that's what that's what Aaron Rodgers is. Basically. Yeah, but like Aaron, I, I don't have the amount of I don't have the amount of money that Aaron Rodgers does. Because if I yeah, did, no, it's, it's prorated for podcasters. Don't get me wrong. You're not you know Joe Rogan <laughs> okay, or, or this is, Pat McAfee. This, this is this is high comedy. Um, <laughs> I okay, Diana Rusci, and I'm not laughing at Diana Rusci, but um, she just she just tweeted. I'm told once the Adams trade becomes official, Green Bay is expected to sign Rasul Douglas per sources. <laughs> Are you serious? That's that's awesome. That is fantastic. Can you imagine Aaron Rodgers reading that tweet? Oh, thank God! <laughs> Throwing his phone across the room. Um, the, the other one I saw uh, Raven level Mark Murphy trolling. By the way, you know, you know who could you know two guys that could make a lot of sense. Oh, we've named a lot of names that make sense. Who who are they? Maybe a, a wide receiver on your rebuilding Seattle Seahawks. Let's go trade for DK Metcalf. Now those that he and Tyler Lockett were both mentioned in the chat, and I think those both are reasonable. But if you're John Schneider or Pete Carroll, why would you on God's green earth do that to Drew Lockett, whoever the quarterback? Well, is? I think if you're the Seahawks, you got to figure out your quarterback situation first because you're out trading for Matt Ryan or Baker Mayfield. You want to keep your receivers, and so I don't think we would see them make a deal until they know who their quarterback's going to be. Yeah, I think that's right, and and the Seahawks really can't make a deal until they find out what's happening with Deshaun Watson, which by the way, I know where you're going right now, Adam Schefter reporting that 
Matt Ryan had a bonus due on Friday, $7.5 million, which was kind of set the timeline for this trade that had to be done by Friday. Well, now that bonus has been pushed back to Tuesday, which means Matt Ryan agreed to have the bonus pushed back. And so that opens the window for a trade to go down uh, sometime between now and Monday instead of by Friday. And also Aaron Wilson, uh, Texans beat reporter says that Deshaun Watson is currently expected to take the next few days and contemplate his decision over the weekend. So that is your so Deshaun couple Watson things. Filler. Aaron Watson, getting- Aaron Wilson is the national reporter for Pro Football Network. Nice try, breach. Number two, uh, Deshaun. Where did he come from, though? He was a Texans beat reporter. I don't know where he was born. Um, Houston Chronicle. Number, number two, he used to work in Baltimore prior to that. My son's birthday is on Monday, so Deshaun, keep that in mind when you decide to announce <laughs> undoubtedly on Monday at 4 or 5 p.m. Like, I, I think, I don't know if he talked about this on, on the pod. No, we didn't. But apparently he's torn about where he wants to go and all this. Dude, make a decision, okay? Just make a decision. You yeah. know, it's down to three. Close your eyes, point at one of the pictures, and let's go. Uh, I'm I'm with you 100%. Like, he needs four more days? What's he doing? I know. Like, you just pick. It, it, you're going to... Uh, I mean, like you're either going to the Panthers. It sounds like it's just either the Saints or the Falcons. Which, and by means, the way, what's there? I mean, is Matt Ryan just sitting around like deciding whether to pack boxes or not, waiting for this guy to make a decision? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I'd be ta- I'd be like texting him, like, dude. I well, wonder. It feels like you're if you're Matt Ryan, you're not agreeing to have your bonus pushed back unless you know the Falcons are taking care of you. You know, like. Oh, well, we here's the lined up with the Colts, right? And that's, you'll that's be the, the Colts QB if you agree to this, and Deshaun decides to come here. Yeah, yeah I that, think that, that's that's a good point. Like, I don't know how many kids Matt Ryan has, how old they are, whether they're in school and all that, whether his wife's going to stay in Atlanta if he moves. But it feels like, in some sense, like a Philip Rivers situation, where like I'll just go there for a year. I don't think Philip's family, all 27 people, came with him, right? I think he just went to Indianapolis yeah. by himself. Uh, no, they all moved. I think they all moved back. They all left California and moved to Alabama. Okay. Okay. And so maybe and maybe we're. I'm sure they were up there. You know. I'm sure. I mean, I mean, I don't doubt he bought like a, you know, a. a, a, a he would live in a studio apartment. Yeah, he would live in a studio apartment above Elmo's or anything like that. I'm sure he, <laughs> I'm sure he had a, a pretty good. Uh, but um, and uh, Matt Ryan's from. He's from Philadelphia. Played at BC. So you know, Atlanta's. I mean, Indy's maybe slightly closer to, to Philly than Atlanta. Half a dozen to one on a plane. I think. I think he's been in Atlanta so long that his. That's just where his family is. Yeah, probably. Um, and I, I would. I just. I don't know. I just think that. I, I think your your point breach makes a ton of sense because why I, else? Well, I d- really doubt that Matt Ryan because I mean Matt Ryan would have to agree to to push it back, right? Right, and it's seven and a half million dollars. You're not just going to say, "Oh no, I don't want that bonus." To you know, I'm going to make everything easy on you guys, even though you're kind of screwing me over. Unless you're not getting screwed over. Well, right, and like if they and because he knows that his time in in Atlanta is you know is, is short lived. Like he's they're going to draft a quarterback at some point with a new coach and a, and a new. Uh, in a new GM, um, I would guess Arthur Blank went to him and said, "Look, we want to make this as easy as possible. They can't, they, you know, they're going to have to trade him. But surely he wouldn't be doing this if they were going to trade him to Cleveland or something, right? Unless he wants to go there, unless he likes unless Kevin he Stefanski. To be in Cleveland. Yeah, unless he likes Stefanski or in that offense. I mean, maybe, maybe that's possible. But yeah, the indie like thing, the indie thing makes a ton of sense. Out of the AFC, Colts desperate. Well, and. But like, I think if you're Matt Ryan, and I, I can't off the top of my head remember, I don't think there's any uh, tangible connection with Frank Reich or Chris Ballard. I don't believe. I could, I'll look it up. But, but both of those guys are really well regarded in the NFL community. Both of those guys are good at their jobs, 
And I would expect that Matt Ryan would be enthused at the idea of potentially working with those guys. So if it's Indy, that makes sense to me. If it's like Seattle or Cleveland, it seems a little less likely. Now, now here's oh, – now, I, oh, you know what? Oh, I got to look up something. Do – would it be possible that the trade that's being engineered is to reunite Matt Ryan with Kyle Shanahan? That's a lot of gy- mental gymnastics. I don't know how you get there, but well, I'm willing to listen. Matt Ryan, so, I mean, Matt Ryan won an MVP playing in Kyle Shanahan's system. We heard. How'd that end? I mean, they had the Patriots on 28-3. But, okay, I mean, go on. So I, mean, you- I think we can just <laughs> say that Kyle Shanahan's only season as the offensive coordinator, which is, I think it was his only season. Maybe it was his season more than one. But, I mean, Kyle, that, Kyle Shanahan did a good job with Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan knows the system okay. well. well. Do the trade gymnastics. I mean, you give him a third-round pick to take Matt Ryan off their hands now that they get to Sean Watson. What are you doing with Trey Lance? Sit him for a year. I mean, okay. Well, I just keep Jimmy I mean, Garoppolo. If Kyle Shanahan doesn't think that Trey Lance is ready and Matt Ryan is becoming then available, they would have kept Jimmy Garoppolo. I would imagine, right? No, you send Jimmy Garoppolo to Cleveland, or to or to or to do a three way trade and send Jimmy Garoppolo to to uh, Indianapolis. Okay, that that's a harder sell. Maybe it happens. I don't. Well, and, and here's here's the other thing: Jimmy Garoppolo's cap hit, cap savings. If you get rid of him, if you trade him, twenty five point five million dollars. You could easily swap, like like Matt Ryan would come in at seventeen million, and they already have nine and change million in cap space. Like that, I would rather have Jimmy Garoppolo over Matt Ryan, though. What? No, I'm and I'm asking, like who's? No, no, no. I I would much rather have Matt Ryan. I don't disagree with you. I'm I'm asking you to find someone not whose last name is Garoppolo who would rather have Jimmy Garoppolo. Like which team is taking him over Matt Ryan? If there's an opportunity to get either one of them, but I'm saying I'm saying that. Matt, the the Falcons, I mean, clearly we can all agree that the Falcons and Matt Ryan are working together to make something happen. And so well, it feels Matt, that way. Yeah, I don't know. Matt Ryan would only acquiesce to the extending the, the roster bonus if the Falcons were trying to help him out. So I would suggest that I love how you speak in absolutes. We're not sure. I mean, it feels that way. That's a working theory. Yeah, it's it's been reported that the Falcons are have a quote open dialogue with Matt Ryan and are are working with him to try and make sure that he doesn't get completely hosed here, and so he's working with them. And I'm not saying it's. I'm just saying that I think San Francisco could be a dark horse for Matt Ryan. Where did you steal that theory from? You didn't come up with that yourself. I just thought about it. I need to see your Twitter. Who's, who, who thinks about the San Francisco 49ers more than me? Fair enough. Not even Kyle Shanahan. And, um, and, the, and the reports have been, uh, have been for a while that or like started to pop out when the 49ers were struggling that it was um, John Lynch who loved Kyle, Trey Lance and that Kyle Shanahan wanted Mac Jones and all that. So I'm, I'm just saying it's not that crazy an idea that they would ship him to San Francisco where Matt Ryan would be thrilled to play with those weapons in an offense he's played in before. With a with a team that you know nearly made it to the super. Here's my only pushback. Ball. Yeah, maybe I and maybe I I'd never heard anything you know ill will between he and Kyle Shanahan. But here's the craziest my only... part of all this is that we're Hold close on. Hold on. Am I, having a three way trade. What's going on? That's all. I feel bad for your daughter. Let her finish her thoughts, Breach. You just interrupt every time she tries to tell you something. Um, Daddy, Andy Dalton. This you always interrupt her with Andy Dalton conversations. The only pushback I have on the 49ers thing is that division is incredibly difficult, whereas the Colts division is incredibly easy. And that's, I mean, not incredibly, you have to go through Tennessee, but I feel like that's a less, uh, fewer, a shorter hurdle to clear. But yeah, I, I feel like he and Kyle Shanahan had a good relationship, yada, yada, yada. Um, yeah, and look, the 
as uh, Anthony in the chat points out, and Shanahan should be, if, if Trey Lance isn't ready, that's a complete disaster, and Shanahan should be absolutely roasted for that decision to draft him. Yes, for as, sure. Because I did until they started winning a bunch of football games last fall. <laughs> <laughs> but, and, and look, may, maybe Trey Lance is ready. Maybe maybe this is not a thing, but, you know, there's we've, we've had, I mean, Tom Brady's been connected to the 49ers. Here's the thing also that I, I the other sort of, hole in your conspiracy theory. They said pretty early on, and Jimmy Garoppolo made it clear at the end of the season that he was on his way out because it felt like they were going in a different direction. And if you're planning Matt Ryan back in January, that's a that's a long game. But I mean obviously maybe things change. No, I, I'm saying I'm saying I don't think that they've been playing the game. I think that they win Well how would you know Trey Lance isn't ready if he was ready in January? That's what I'm saying. I just think they're ready to move on from Jimmy. Jimmy's just not the they, Jimmy. Uh, one thing about the Colts, which would be sort of interesting. I wonder what would happen. Let's say that Matt Ryan ends up there in 2022. So then you have Andrew Luck, Jacoby Brissett, Philip Rivers, Carson Wentz, all in back to back to back years. Next yeah. year, Matt. Next year, Matt Ryan. And then, are you looking for another quarterback in 2023? Are you just playing musical chairs with old man quarterbacks? If you're the 49ers. If you're the Colts, because the, the Colts, yeah, I mean they're just, I mean they've they'll be on like six straight quarterbacks, right? Yeah, I was reading them off when you weren't paying attention. Yeah, sorry. I, <laughs> I dropped a, a, a link in Slack that basically uh, the last but, time, it's, but it's the worst part is I wrote the story. <laughs> the, the last time Matt Ryan and Kyle Shanahan were together, obviously the Super Bowl, and Matt Ryan basically blamed a big part of the oh. Super Bowl loss on Kyle Shanahan. So thank you, Breach. Who knows if Shanahan has forgiven him for that? But Shanahan might be staring at the Rams and saying, "Hey, look, they just traded for Matt Stafford and." And won a Super Bowl, so maybe I can trade for uh, I will talented say that, veteran quarterback. The genius of Brinson is he just says argues both sides of every conversation. Usually writes or tweets about it, so you can. You, the problem is trying to comb through the fifty million words he's written or tweeted at some point to call him on it. But Breach, uh, this is your calling, and you did it. So uh, yeah, and I will say we got sidetracked with our Deshaun Watson, Matt Ryan trade scenarios. Uh, <laughs> so I mean, Devontae I mean, Adams. You can, and, and oh, yeah, I know. How do we, yeah, good call. Yeah, sorry. Uh, you know, let's, yeah, we'll, we'll have, we can talk plenty of time. Yeah. I completely forgot this was not a Matt Ryan, Deshaun Watson <laughs> podcast, <laughs> Devontae Adams podcast. Um, wow. At least it took 44 minutes to get completely off the rails. Uh, all right, let's take a break. And when we come back, we will examine this trade and what it means for the Raiders. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. So there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. 
But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. So, the Las Vegas Raiders... Oh, and now we get a report that uh, the Raiders will be planning to extend Derek Carr. You certainly don't trade for Devontae Adams if you're not planning to extend Derek Carr, if you're trying to trade Derek Carr, right? Yeah, I never got the Derek Carr stuff. I like Derek Carr. I think he had, I think last year was maybe one of his best seasons. I, I look, I am, say it. I I am, I am allowed to change my opinion. (laughs) You do it every day. What are you going to say? I am absolutely prepared to get completely and utterly roasted for the entire season as Derek Carr in a Josh McDaniels offense with Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, and uh, Josh Jacobs. Yeah, as, as Derek Carr lights the world on fire and proceeds to win MVP and and then you know maybe I'm sure like look I'm prepared to get roasted okay and you know what's opposite though Brenton is that if Derek Carr cannot produce 30 points a game with weapons like that then uh that's where you get to take a victory lap yeah I mean but I, I'm also sort of saying like I think he's gonna be good I mean I mean I'm ex- I think I think that Josh McDaniel's offense is gonna make him a much better much better quarterback and so I'm not I, I, I guess what I'm saying is like I am taking the stance that I think the Raiders will be good this year and that their offense will be good, and it's not a bold stance. But and I think Derek Carr will play really well. But I understand that I'll be roasted anyway every time he plays well. As you can see, the odds Devontae Adams worth about a half a win according to Stephen O. Green Bay goes from uh, 10.2 wins uh, on projection during the simulations um, uh, down to 9.7. You're watching on YouTube, by the way. Smash that like button if you're in the chat, if you're in the comments, if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, Las Vegas goes from 8.2 wins to 8.6. Their division chances go from 6.4 to 8.9 because you know. And that's the crazy thing about trading for Devontae Adams if you're the Raiders. You go from being the fourth best team in the AFC West to probably still being the fourth best team in the AFC West. <laughs> that's right, that's right. And that's what hurts here. That you're, you're giving up all that compensation, paying them all that money, and you didn't really move up a spot in the division. Maybe to third. Um, do we, so that actually strengthens me and breaches points about not giving up two first round picks for him. I guess. I mean, I, I, I think there's, I don't think it'd be crazy if the Raiders won the division. You say that about every team. What do we have the odds handy? Um, they're probably down, but as you, you can see, you know, they're, I mean, 10 per, less than 10% according to the simulations, even with, uh, Adams. Look at Debo. Look at that. Debo. Oh, messed around. Um, so, uh, yeah, wow. I, I love it. The Chiefs were minus one ten, like uh, like a, like two or three days ago, and they've gone all the way down to plus one thirty because of all the after the rush trade. The Chiefs went to minus one ten to win the division. They're now plus one thirty. The Broncos are two and a half to one. 
The Chargers are three to one, mm. and the Raiders are seven to one. I love the Raiders and I love the Chargers. Yeah, I love both. Of the, I'll take the two dark horses. Yeah, three that, to one for the seven to one for the Raiders. The Raiders I'm, went to the playoffs last year. They were and their defense is going to be better this year, or at least on paper, they're they're better than they are right now. Um, they don't have the distractions of John Gruden and Henry Ruggs. I mean, I don't know, man. I think you're right to, to go back and actually say you're right about something, Brunson. It's not crazy um, that the Raiders could could make a push because that breach how long were they into the in the race last year it had to be for a while because the Chiefs started so slowly yeah i mean the raiders have had the second half collapses for the past few years under gruden where they were in it to start the season and then boom they just fell apart um they were six and three after nine games in 2020 and then finished eight and eight yeah i mean come on by the way the only team in this division that hasn't made a big move yet the chiefs I mean, they're going to re-sign Tyreek. I suppose you could sign, call that a big move. But, I mean, in terms of splash moves, the Broncos, the Chargers, and the Raiders have all outdone them. feels like tenfold. And they're still they're still trailing according to Vegas. Yeah, And they all have franchise quarterbacks. He's got Justin Reed. Does that count? Yeah, that's actually a pretty good pick. I like Justin They Reed. lost. Tyron Matthew. <laughs> yeah, he's still unsigned. He needs to go to, go to Pittsburgh. <laughs> um, what are you laughing at? He needs to go to Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah, I would love to have him in Pittsburgh. Sure, I mean, yeah, you got Pittsburgh. You got, uh, you got, you wanted uh, Fletcher Cox. You want Tyron yeah. Mathieu. You want? I mean, like, I mean, who else do you want? Um, yeah, you know, just looking at the division as a whole. I mean, it, what I, if I said the Super Bowl winner comes from the AFC West plus two to one? Would you bet it? Actually, make it one plus one fifty. So you have to deal with uh, the Bills and who else? Is that it? <laughs> AFC North winner. I mean, yes, I don't. I mean, I everybody spent the week leading up to the Chiefs Bills game saying that was the de facto AFC title game, and neither of those teams end up the Super Bowl. It's pretty unlikely that all four of these teams make the playoffs. So that they certainly could. Well, they're going to beat up on each other. I think it's unlikely that three of them make it. I mean, yeah. we're only going to see two just because they yeah. pl- they're going to beat up on each other. Well, we saw three from the NFC West get in last year. But I mean, I agree with you. It is, it is, it is not, it is not a likely scenario. But if you get, you were, you're almost certainly getting two of those teams in the playoffs, barring like several injuries. But the, the advantage for the NFC West is that you had two, you know, like the NFC North, you definitely were not getting two, multiple teams in. And so when you cut out an entire division, that doesn't feel correct in the AFC because the AFC South could produce two playoff teams. The AFC North could produce two playoff teams. The AFC East did produce two playoff teams last year. So it seems like every division the AFC has a chance to produce multiple playoff teams. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, like the way this division is beefing up, I mean, they have over the past week, this division has added or retained Russell Wilson, Devonte Adams, Mike Williams, Orlando Brown, Chandler Jones, Khalil Mack, JC Jackson, Randy Gregory, DJ Jones, and Justin Reed. And that's just the like high level deals and bigger names of all the people uh, that, that this division has added. That's kind of insane. Yeah. This division's easily the best. Yeah. It's not even remotely close. So, yeah. yeah. So we'll have to do in the off season, we'll have to do a, um, all-star team from each division. I'll have to come up with the, the NFC East version of beating the AFC West, which I did last year. It made some people <laughs> extremely angry. That's great. Not on uh, June 18th, though. What's June 18th? That's when you said we do our future Hall of Fame oh, right. offensive lineman. 
<laughs> that was breach because I said that's that's birthday weeks for me and Brinson, so we're out. It's you and him, Debo. So jokes on you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, man. I mean, the Raiders, Chandler Jones and, and Devontae Adams, man, that ain't no joke. That's a that's a nice little haul. What a game changer! Yeah, but Stephen O says it's only worth a half game. Two Hall of Famers. Uh, probably. I mean, I was serious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. Like probably both going into the Hall of Fame. Right. Devontae Adams and who else? Brenton, June Devontae 18th. Adams. That's when we have these Hall of Fame debates. We've already got it scheduled. Yeah. Okay. Quit, quit jumping the gun on those. All right. Yeah. I think the good news is I'm totally checking it. It sounds like that Deshaun Watson won't make a decision for at least a few days. I, mean, the weekend, I don't know if I call it good news per se, but well, in the in the short term, and that I don't have to sit here for another three hours. And then, I mean, would you prefer like nine thirty tonight or three p.m. on Saturday? Three p.m. on Saturday, I can't do nine thirty tonight. <laughs> I have to go to a soccer game. Say, well, Maddie, I'm about to go have some Jameson Irish whiskey, so I definitely do not prefer tonight. Got somebody Where are you going? Chat, somebody in the chat says Ryan to San Francisco. I'm calling it. I love it. That's I don't know if you heard that part. But. Ah, Maddie I'm, Blue and. Will Brinton are on the same page. Wait, I wanted to hear the part about Breach having some Irish whiskey. Yeah, it's oh, St. Patrick's Day, Wilson. Uh, come on now. But you're not Irish. That's the rule I heard. How do you know? Are you? Have you seen my 23 and me? I would never show it to you. Is that what you call it? You'd blackmail me. Did you just try to are you Irish? <laughs> no, it's not Irish. Okay, you, I might be. Are you? Um, Go ahead. No, I don't think so. I'll decline. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't i don't think so uh all right that's it that's the uh that's the show <laughs> thanks for watching thanks top for of the morning listening. to everybody top yeah. of the morning to you happy saint patrick's day to all of you hopefully this is our final actually i guess i would prefer that this is i would prefer this is not our final emergency podcast of the night our penultimate yes uh but if it is We'll talk Peace. to you for, for uh, Wilson for Breach. I'm Brinson. We will see you guys later. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.